Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and this week we are looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. If you've got your Bible, you may want to turn there. Says we're looking at, did God really say that? Did God really say that? Yesterday, from those 12 verses in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21, I shared three things that have spoken to me recently when I read that passage, and uh, maybe they can help you. Maybe God's wanting you to process and think about these three things and apply them in your life. Then I'm going to share five others uh, here today that spoke to me when I read that passage in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21 recently. The first thing we shared yesterday, just to kind of quickly recap, was one, just to really love one another. Really love one another. Uh, talked about that Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Not, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what was wrong and hold tightly to what is good and to love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Second thing we talked about is work hard and whistle while you work. We're basing that off Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. And maybe think back to my days as a college basketball coach back in the 90s at Western Kentucky University when our head coach Ralph Willard told us before we had the first practice that year that guys each day at practice as assistant coaches and we have got to come with a tremendous amount of enthusiasm, enthusiasm. Coach Willard was from New York City and had that northern accent and I can still hear it like it was yesterday must have a tremendous amount of enthusiasm. And he was right because the kids fed off us. And honestly, some days as coaches, we didn't feel like being enthusiastic. But as we clapped and we cheered our guys on, encouraged them, and spoke positive words, uh, you know what? We winded up having good practices. And I've never forgotten that. And I want to encourage you today, uh, whatever you're doing, to be enthusiastic. Even though you may not feel like it, you'll be amazing how it rubs off into your spirit. And it'll help your mindset be much better. Third thing we talked about yesterday, and we wrapped up yesterday's program, is to be patient in trouble. Be patient in trouble. Uh, we shared from Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. And keep on praying. And we... Wrapped it up yesterday with Psalm 37, verse 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. You know, for somebody listening today, whether it's live on the radio or through the podcast or on our YouTube channel, which I hope you'll subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, just type in Hope is Here, and then my name, Greg Horn, and you'll find that, and hope you'll subscribe to that, and a lot of our programs are actually on that, um, but, you know, I believe somebody listening today, wherever you're listening, uh, is God is, he is about ready to move in a situation you've been waiting patiently for him to move and patiently for him to act on your behalf and answer this prayer. And it's not ready to happen quite yet, but it is just around the corner. And uh, God's just saying, patiently wait on me. I'm still working on some things behind the scenes, and I know you don't understand but I want you to trust me and be patient with me because I am working and I'm going to make good out of what the enemy has meant for evil. 
So I want to encourage somebody today listening or watching this just to please be patient while in trouble that God is working behind the scenes right now as we speak, and he's going to answer that prayer soon. A fourth thing we can learn from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21 is bless those who persecute you. Bless those who persecute you. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, that's one of those that I really have to force myself to and know that uh, when I do it that I am maturing more as a follower of Jesus. And just like you, I need to keep growing and maturing in my life as a follower of Jesus. And we do that. It talks about it in Romans chapter 12, verse 14, and Romans chapter 12, verse 20. Um, it's just amazing. When we do those things that it asks us to, um, I think we're never more like Jesus when we do that. We bless those who persecute you because our flesh doesn't want to do it, right? <laughs> I know mine doesn't. And yet Jesus and God's asking us to do that. Mark Batterson says, in my experience, it's much easier to act like a Christian than it is to react like one. Anyone can put it on in an act, but your reactions reveal what is really in your heart. You know, I found that to be so true, friends. Jesus said, what comes out of the mouth comes from your heart. And when there's been times when my mouth's not been God-honoring, usually it's because, one, I'm fatigued, I'm really tired, my schedule's been way too busy, Secondly, I've been uh, having what I call drive-through uh, quiet times with Jesus just real quick, okay? Uh, then I'm out the door, just like you try to get a quick meal at a drive-through at a restaurant, eat it while you're driving, and God's like, hey, you know, you really are neglecting your time with me. You're doing what I call drive-through devotions. And three, uh, maybe I've been hanging around a lot of people that uh, – just uh they're not god honoring uh relationships the people aren't uh um, they're not followers of jesus and uh, they're negative they're critical and i find myself thinking thoughts and saying words that i normally don't and uh friends that's just those are some warning signs there and here's what i know is that you know it doesn't mean we don't need to stay in our holy huddles by any stretch please please know that uh, we do not need to stay in our holy huddles all the time but the question I do want to ask you today is, are you the thermostat in your relationships? Are you setting the temperature in your friendships and relationships or are others, especially those that aren't followers of Jesus? So that's where I think you really have to balance it. If you, uh, you don't want to stay in your holy huddles and be just totally around people that are followers of Jesus and that think the way you do and speak the way you do. Uh, we like to sometimes affectionately call it uh, just always speaking Christianese. Those who don't aren't followers of Jesus, they don't understand sometimes what we're saying. But at the same time, uh, you know, we have to be careful. We don't want to stay in our holy huddles, but we also don't want to not be around uh, followers of Jesus too. And you need to have that time of communion, that fellowship. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. And I got a couple guys that I try to get with every week and unfortunately our schedule doesn't allow it every week but we try to at least get three in a month and uh, i just need that fellowship and we pray for one another and i got a, a another good friend that i talk to on the phone every week and we pray for one another and i need it friends you need it we all need it you talk about blessed those who persecute you obviously jesus modeled the most when he was in agonizing pain on the cross and said father Forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. So, friends, if Jesus can do that, going through that horrific death physically, emotionally, and mentally, uh, 
over 2,000 years ago, we can also bless those who persecute us as Romans chapter 12, verses 14 and 20 ask us to do. Number five that we can take away from Romans 12, verses 9 through 21 is to rejoice with those who rejoice. I mean, the, the verse itself exactly says rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And yet, friends, I found it's a lot easier to weep with those who weep sometimes than it is to rejoice with those who rejoice. I love this quote by Rick Warren. It's kind of a long one, but just a lot of good nuggets of wisdom here. He says, it's much easier to hurt with someone who is hurting, but it's more it's much more difficult to rejoice when someone has a success. We often don't handle the success of other people very well. In fact, we're sometimes threatened by it, and we even sometimes resent it. That's because in our minds, we think the world is a giant pie that's divided up into slices. We think if somebody's slice gets a little bigger than mine, that must mean my slice is going to be smaller. That kind of thinking is absolutely wrong because God's got all the pie filling in the world. He doesn't run out of blessings. He doesn't run out of grace. There's more than enough to go around for everybody. And just because God blesses somebody else doesn't mean there's not enough blessing for you too. He wants to bless you, but it may be in many different ways. I'll say that one more time. God wants to bless you, but it may be in different ways. We talk about this a lot on Hope is Here about playing that compare game. Be careful, friends, about playing that compare game because that's when you can be just challenged to try to rejoice with those who rejoice because you start playing that compare game to see if whatever measuring stick you use, that if you have as much stuff as somebody else or you're doing as well and whatever area that you're trying to measure up against. And remember, we've talked about that. When you play the compare game, either one of two things happens. Either one, you start to get in pride if your life is maybe going a little better than whatever area you're measuring of others. Or self-pity sets in when you're not doing as well as some there is you're quote-unquote trying to measure your life against others uh, that you know. So be careful about playing that compare game. A sixth thing that we can take away from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21 is be a peacemaker. Be a peacemaker. I have to be honest, uh, Early on in my 20s, uh, I wasn't a peacemaker. Uh, my type A personality about getting things done, uh, a lot of times I wasn't worried too much about being a peacemaker. Most often, in all honesty, I wasn't. But I will confess to you over the past 20 years, as God's had to kind of tweak my life and prune me of some things, um, I've learned, uh, you know what, I do want to be a peacemaker. I do want to be a peacemaker. Uh, not all the time, because sometimes we, I do have to courageously lead and um, do things that are not popular or not things that I really want to do, but I know that's what God's asked me to do. But most of the time I do want to try to be a peacemaker. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, because Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. So powerful. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. And friends, I'm sure if you listen to this program, you want to be called a children, a child of God. And I know that I do. And yet I want I love in this passage of scripture in Matthew chapter five, verse nine, blessed means happy, favored, and glorified. So happy, favored, and glorified are the peacemakers instead of the word blessed. So keep that in mind today. Then Ephesians chapter four, verse three says, make 
every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. So it's good, good wisdom in that. Final two things I want to share with you today from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Seven, number seven, leave the paybacks to God. Leave the paybacks to God. In Romans chapter 12, verse 19, it says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge and I will pay them back, says the Lord. Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part 3 says, Never hate your enemies. It affects your judgment. Friends, as uh, I reflect over my life, the times when uh, I've gotten to that point where there's been people that hurt me, if I actually start to develop some hatred in my heart to them, it definitely affects my judgment. And uh, that may be word enough right now today. We have to say, God, help to purify my heart, clean my heart, and help me to forgive because I know that the Bible says, Jesus said, forgive so that you can be forgiven. And so for somebody listening today, you need to hear that. Jesus said, forgive so that you will be forgiven, and we are going to need to be forgiven at some point in our lives. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22 says, Don't say I will get even for this wrong. Wait for the Lord to handle the matter. Last but not least, did God really say that? Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Don't let the news get in your spirit. I know you're like, duh, Greg, Captain Obvious. <laughs> But friends, the fact of the matter is if you watch the news first thing in the morning, mid-morning, noon, afternoon, evening, before you go to bed, you'll stay in fear and you'll get just consumed with negativity and evil. But I want to encourage you to do what Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Friends, my name is Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope Is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today dot today.